Hello, I'm John Ray on the Price and Value Journey. I was honored to be invited to join my friend Julie Keys on her Poised for Exit podcast to chat about pricing for professional services providers. We chatted about why I use the word journey in the Price and Value Journey. We talked about imposter syndrome, conducting value conversations with clients, why it's vital to offer options, and more. I'm grateful to Julie for inviting me on her show. Now, here, here's our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with John Ray, who is a consultant, speaker, and radio host of Radio X. John, welcome to Poised for Exit. Hey, Julie, it's great to be here, and I'm just so um, honored to be on your show. I've listened to it a lot, and you've got great guests, and I'm delighted and humbled to be part of that pantheon you've had. So, Well, thank you. Well, I have to say, likewise, you've had a lot of really great content on your show, too. And I hope to get into some of that today because our listeners are really going to be interested in what you have to say. So many of us, of the people who are in our listening audience, um, would want to know and hear a lot of the advice that you're going to dispense for us today. So thank you for being on the show. And it took us a while to get you here. You're a busy guy and I'm a busy gal. And oh my gosh, but thank you for your patience. Um, and yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this interview. Thanks for joining us today. Let's just jump right in. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk with about uh, you about your the work that you do in pricing and helping professionals price their services, because I know that there are a lot of advisors out there who are not pricing properly, regardless of their discipline. And I'm sure you see it all the time because it's the work that you do. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into that and why? Well, because I wasn't doing it right. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm I mean, sure. I've yeah. got I've got a whole drawer full of T-shirts about uh, mistakes in pricing, <laughs> and um, you know I did not uh, learn pricing and pricing strategies and value and how to discern value. I didn't learn any of that in mm. my business education in my career. Uh, mm. You know. The last statistic I saw, it was like, I believe it was 5% of business schools in this country actually have a course, a course, any course on pricing. Wow. So if you're mm. educated at come out with your MBA, you don't have great mm. education on pricing or maybe any. So you learn the wrong thing. Uh, you learn to do market surveys or you just do it by the seat of your pants mm-hmm. um, or what have you. And you went, that's wrong. And so I made a lot of those mistakes and I had to, I had to fix that. And so I had to do a lot of this work on my own. And I saw this in my clients and I was so passionate about it uh, after a time. It's like, I see this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, I want to help in this regard. And and that is, um, boy, you hit the nail on the head there. When I think about pricing and conversations that I've had, and it's not my specialty, right? Um, but I have made some recommendations to clients that they need to adjust their pricing. And so many times you ask, when was the last time you had a pricing adjustment? And they'll say, oh, three years ago, four years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, with the way things are now, I think we really need to be cognizant of that. But it's amazing to me that the schools aren't actually teaching it. So what are they teaching? Are they teaching people to just, you know, follow the competition around and price according to what they're doing? Well, to be fair, I mean, this is a this is a 
relatively newer discipline, not how to mm-hmm. price, but, but the philosophy behind it, because yes. so much of pricing is about, is really tied up in behavioral economics. Yes. And, and, and that's a relatively new field, um, mm. just a few decades old. And so you really have to get into behavioral economics to properly price. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that's the, I think that's the the uh, the issue of it all. But what's at stake here is that pricing is the fastest way to change your bottom line. Now, this is an accounting fact. They teach you that in accounting. <laughs> um, you know, it's faster than improving your marketing or getting more clients or anything. It, this is an accounting fact. It's not up for argument. Sure. So if you can just work on your pricing, you will dramatically change the trajectory of your business. And and probably have more fun and work fewer hours too, right? But and we'll that's get, the whole idea. Uh. <laughs> We're going to get to a good story in a little bit about that. Yeah. I know we are. So I know that, that the name of your show is The Price and Value Journey. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. So, But speak to me about journey. Why did you call it The Price and Value Journey? Well, there's I guess there's three elements to that. Price is obviously one value let's get to that real quick so this mm-hmm. is about value that is perceived by our clients right mm-hmm. this is not about value that we perceive it's not about what we think we're worth even though we're worth a lot right <laughs> you're okay. worth a lot i'm worth a lot our listeners the work they do is fantastic worth it's what it's what our clients perceive and how we get to that and how we can price relative to the value that they perceive and then journey is that we're on a journey of trying to get this right. I mean, that give yourself grace because the most common thing that happens when I work with a client on their practice and their pricing is, wow, I can't believe I did that. And they, they, you know, as we Mm -hmm. talk and they learn, they just beat themselves up. I don't know Mm -hmm. how I'm going to do all this. Well, here's the point. It's a journey. Okay. (laughs) You're not going to fix all this today or tomorrow or next week or, or, Mm -hmm. Even next year, it it takes some time to work mm. these things through, and so mm. give yourself grace. Um, and pricing is an art; it's not a science. Mm. So uh, that's the other piece of it. There's you don't can't look up in the book and find out all the answers. You have to do some trial and error and testing, and get to get from here to there. And so that's a journey. And I love that you said you got to give yourself permission because I think that we as advisors, at least my when I first started exit planning six or seven years ago, I just thought that I had to get it right right out of the gate. Right. And it's and you said like you said it it takes a while. You have to figure out. I don't know. It, it is definitely a journey. I guess that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I don't think that a lot of people who are pricing professional services view it that way. I think that they feel pressured to make sure that they get it right. And unfortunately, I think a lot of them are still charging by the hour. And I know you don't believe in that either. Neither do I. <laughs> that could be another whole show, John, right? Yeah. How long is this show, Julie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. Well, that, I mean, you know, a couple things there. I mean, yeah, pricing by the hour is one of my, I call it a red flag of poor pricing. You know, if you're pricing by the hour, it's, it, your, your price is too low. Um, that's just by definition. Um, and again, there's a whole explanation behind that. We'll, 
we can we can address mm-hmm. that some other time. But but you know the other thing is is that um, to get from here to there, and and by here I mean struggling and stuck. Yes, in your practice, and a lot of people are struggling and stuck. Or they're working too hard for too little money, and that's kind of struggling and stuck too. Mm-hmm. And if any of those things describe you, pricing is probably a problem. But to get from here to there, it takes a shift in mindset. It takes a lot of deep perspective change mm-hmm. about where value is and how value is perceived and how you look at your practice yeah. and how the clients look at your practice. And and that takes some time. It takes some adjustment. It does. And um, self-awareness, I would think, would be a part of that conversation too, right? Figuring out like, why do I feel like I'm not worth a certain amount of money or or why do I? And is, in, is that in line with what the client would really want or expect? And oh. Right? Oh boy! What, what I think I heard the imposter syndrome co- get flopped up on the desk. Here. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and that's for I bet you deal with that all the time. All the time, um, mm-hmm. and you know that's a, a case where you're spending with your own wallet. Nobody would pay that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what you're really saying is you don't think you would because you don't trust yourself. And I know that you, whoever you is, I know you do great work. So it's, but it's not about you. It's about what the client perceives. Yes. So let's let the client decide how to spend the money instead of figure that out. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Instead of you uh, selling to your own wallet is, is one way to put it. Yeah. That's, that's a cool concept. I mean, it's a good way to look at it. So, but how do you figure out what the client is actually perceiving. How do you determine that? So that's a value conversation. And that's not a Mm -hmm. term I came up with. That's not a concept I came up with. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, there's some great work uh, out there by people like Ron Baker, who talk about doing, having a value conversation with clients. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is diving into their hopes, dreams, aspirations, um, all the intangibles that are behind the reason they picked up the phone to call you to begin with. Mm. See, when somebody calls Julie, let's say, can I use you as an example? Sure. When, when they're when they call Julie to look for help with their exit planning, what are they looking for? There's more to it than just the request, the right. tactic that they're wanting help with, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a strategy. They want to exit their business in five years. Their their spouse is all after them saying, you're spending way too much time in this business. Mm-hmm. You need to get out. It's destroying your health. Yeah. Um, or some other reason or set of reasons. Those are values. Those are client values. And so what that means is it's more what's at stake when you um, counsel a client is more than just, oh, let's do an exit plan. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's all, yeah, it's about definitely. getting that person to a mm-hmm. place where they've got a happier home life, their spouse, they can connect with their, reconnect with their spouse, their health is better. Those are priceless values. Yes, and, they are. And so you price relative to not just the plan, not just the things that 
the, the tactics that you help them with mm-hmm. and the strategies you help them with, but the big picture t- intangibles that mean so much to them that are behind the request. Well, and don't you also help your clients determine if and when pricing packages or levels make sense? So, so they're not just quoting one price, but they've got different offerings at different levels. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. So options are powerful. Yes. Um, you know, and you know, there's a reason why, uh, you know, the car companies, for example, have a, a small compact car. They have a medium kind of, uh, offering and then they have luxury offering. I mean, there's a reason this, this, there's a reason why they're small, medium, and large, you know, that dominates. <laughs> Just like right? at the Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are choices. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There are choices. And so, mm-hmm. um, and what that's a nod to is the fact that we have different values for different products and services. So let's take coffee, for example. I mean, I'm a cheapskate when it comes to coffee. So I would prefer if I, if I can't, uh, I would prefer just to come to your office and drink your coffee. But if I have to, I'll go to the dollar, get the dollar coffee at the gas station, right? Then there's some people that they want the Starbucks. They're going to sit in line for the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And then the most expensive cup of coffee in the United States is $75. It's served once a year in one sitting in one party and it's sold out. So, and these are people that highly value coffee. They think coffee is like wine. Wow. More yeah. power to them. I mean, sure. yeah. I'm not criticizing. It yeah. just shows different values. So, of course, if you can offer different options for your services, then you're more likely to hit people more where they're how they v- might value you. And I promise you, your prices will go up by definition because most people are pricing based on the basic. They're pricing based on the dollar cup of coffee, yes. not on the premium. Right. And I I think, like you said before, I think that people really do value the ability to make a choice. Mm -hmm. So, right. And and I saw on a show not too long ago where they were talking about how to, how to place items on a menu at a restaurant and the things that they want you to buy Mm -hmm. that are in the middle of the roads, so to speak, is going to be right in the middle, right where your, your, you know, line of vision is. So (laughs) beware the middle of the menu. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, they've got a lot of a lot of uh, uh, little tricks on those yeah. uh, restaurant menus for sure. Well, we have but, to have uh, our own tactics, don't we, John? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let, let let let's talk about uh, a client or two. Could you share mm-hmm. a story about um, not necessarily? Well, you you talked about struggling and stuck. So you took them from struggling and stuck to happy and not working all the time. Well, let's talk about, um, I mean, let's, 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 uh, the number I could point to and some of mm-hmm. them are humorous, some of them are sad actually, but, uh, yeah. but let's, let's talk about some specific numbers and it, because mm-hmm. we were just talking about options. Yes. Okay, so I, I worked with a consultant who I won't mention what they do, but they had their thing and it was kind of a one time thing that they did for, uh, busy professionals. And they charged $800 for it. That was the only option. Mm. Well, you could look at it from the outside and see there was a lot more value than $800 to it. And once we got through talking through all that, 
what uh, we decided was his base offering should be 1500 not 800 mm. okay and we built on options from there so and it's a good better best of kind course of model right Got it. Mm-hmm. so uh better has a little bit more than good and best has a little bit more than better and best is your like premium uh velvet rope option mm-hmm. um so we got good to 1500 we got better at 3300 for his mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And then best, I can only get him to 5,000. I told him it ought to be 10, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, we could get him to five. And I figured we'd, d- we'd done a great, you know, wow. good enough job there. Wow. Well, the first time he went and offered this, he called me back and he was so excited. His, the client he offered that those options to pick the middle option, mm-hmm. which means that's, a thirty three hundred, right? Versus mm-hmm. or versus eight hundred. So the better option. And that's obviously about four times more revenue than yes. he would have received. He had to be cartwheeling then. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty happy, right? <laughs> All right. That's, that's think about this now. There's there's a couple things here. There's that's three fewer leads he's got to worry about converting. Oh, right? exactly. Yes. So he suddenly yes. he's got a lot more time in, on his hands. Yes. He can better serve that client. Yes. And here's the most important part for me, because I get this all the time from people about you're just trying to ring people out, you know, ring clients out. That's not the point here. No. The point is this is about serving clients better. Yes. The end client picked what they wanted. So they received much more value than mm-hmm. what he had been selling before. Exactly. So yeah, so they picked that because mm-hmm. they saw value in it. And yes. so the client was better off, the consultant was better off. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. That's yeah. the whole idea here. Yeah, and and that's really the way things can be more um, sustainable, right, mm-hmm. is if everybody's going to win. So, yeah. well, um, one thing I wanted to touch on really quick that you talked about in one of your recent shows mm-hmm. was on consistency. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, let's briefly discuss consistency. Obviously, we could go on for that, you know, in personal life, business life, we could go on for a long time about that. But as it relates to your work, let's talk about that for a little bit. Sure. So consistency, I mean, everybody intellectually agrees that consistency is important. You know, it's another thing to be consistent in a way that you're building trust with clients. Mm. So you know, there's a lot of aspects to this. One is uh, to be consistent about all the right things that clients care about. You know, not about maybe what you think is important, but what the client thinks is important. So it's about understanding what their values are, right? I mean, wh- if you're not mm-hmm. delivering that report they're looking for every month, but you haven't asked <laughs> about what report they're looking for, sure. and, you know, that's kind of on you. You've got to figure that out so you can be consistent about the things that are important to them in their minds. You know, consistency is one of those things that sometimes I think we as professional services providers, particularly smaller firms, mm-hmm. certainly solopreneurs have a problem delegating. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a VA, go get a VA. Amen. Spend the money. I'm sorry, go spend the money and get a VA that will 
help you be consistent and you can download some of this too, right? They can Mm -hmm. help you with that. Um, or if you've got a VA and they're not doing the job, get another one. Um, Mm -hmm. or maybe you need to reposition your people if you've got employees. Um, but they can help the overall consistency of, of the firm and how it delivers what it delivers. So, um, this is where automation can help you. This is where um, systems can help you. This is where having a operations manual can help you. Um, I dare say that most professional services practices that are small solopreneurs and medium or to small firms do not have an operations manual. So right? if something happened to them, there's no way anybody could continue the business because they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is certainly true, but the mm-hmm. fact that you haven't done that means you haven't sit and thought about your process very much. Mm-hmm. And see, just like how writing helps you clarify your thoughts about something, you know mm-hmm. about this because you do mm-hmm. a lot of writing. Um, if you do an operations manual and a, and a process um, flow, it helps you think more clearly about what's going on in your practice and how that, how that, how things happen, right? Mm-hmm. And you can remove some of those frictions that make you inconsistent. Great advice. Great advice. I'm going to do that myself. I have some processes documented, but some I don't. And mm-hmm. uh, much of that I was forced to do when I hired my first VA. And so for those of you out there who don't have a VA, this will force you to articulate your processes in writing for sure. There you go. <laughs> so give us a couple action items, John. We could keep going, but we got to we got to wrap up. So uh, what are a couple things that um, our listeners could do right away that would make a difference? Uh, go raise your price. So, so here's, <laughs> easy. Here's, raise your price. Here's, well, here's, here's how I'll make it easy. I mean, for, if you haven't raised your prices in the, certainly if the, the person you describe, the, the situation you described where they didn't raise their prices in three or four years. I mean, look what's, what's happened mm-hmm. happening with inflation. Yeah. Raise your prices, please. So you don't have to go out and raise your price by 50% tomorrow, but raise your price. And in a 1% price increase, nobody will even notice. I mean, they won't care. Yeah. Um, but just go raise your price mm-hmm. and do it for, um, new clients, just do it for new clients that you get. Um, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to worry even about your legacy book necessarily, although you need to get into that, but, um, raise your pricing for new clients. Start thinking about options. How can I deliver options? What's my good and better and best? Mm-hmm. And why am I delivering the best that I've got the velvet rope treatment for every client? Why am I doing that? Because if you're doing that, you've got nice clients and good clients, but they're not really paying you for the velvet rope treatment, but you're giving it to them. Yes. So develop options in your practice. Wonderful advice. What, what, what's the best way for our listeners to reach you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to learn more. Sure. Um, you, uh, folks can... Go to my website, johnray.co. That's J-O-H-N-R-A-Y.co. Mm-hmm. You can email me, john, at johnray.co. If you want to uh, listen to my um, show on the price and value journey, uh, you can go to pricevaluejourney.com to see the show archive and 
course, on your favorite podcast app, as the old saying goes. Fantastic. And we will have all of that in the show notes. John, thank you so much for being on the show today. Wonderful advice. I can't wait to hear what our listeners have to say about it. And for you, our listeners, you will be able to find this, of course, and all other episodes on the Poised for Exit website available for download at any time. Thanks for joining us and please join us again next time. There you have it. I'd like to thank Julie Key so much for her kind invitation to join her as a guest on Poised for Exit. If your professional services practice has a bent toward assisting business owners with exit planning, or you're actually one of those business owners looking ahead to an exit, you need to know Julie and subscribe to her podcast. One thing I love about her is that she's been a founder and operator of several companies, and she's actually been through her own business exit. In other words, she's got hands-on expertise and experience to bring to the table for her exit planning clients. I'm a subscriber and a regular listener to her show, and it's terrific. You can find the show on your preferred podcast app, of course, but if you go to poisedforexit.com, you'll find not only past editions of the show, but a ton of great resources, including Julie's book, also titled Poised for Exit. There's a ton of resources and information about Julie's work at her website, keystrategies.com. That's K-E-Y-E strategies.com. If you want to get in touch with Julie directly, email her at julie at keystrategies.com. Again, that's K-E-Y-E strategies.com. Thanks again to Julie for having me on her show, and thank you for listening to this edition of the Price and Value Journey.